And welcome to the Football Smack Talk Show. I am your host, Ryan. I'm Eric. Welcome, everybody. It is the post-NFL Draft Review Show. Uh, we got lots to break down. The one and only sporting event that we've had over the past uh, few months in quarantine is done and gone, uh, sadly. But uh, we have lots to talk about. Yeah, definitely a ton to talk about. Um, a nice first-round pick that you know none of us predicted. But then again, we did say that uh, it would be somebody that we didn't mention. Um, but somebody who I think that was a good pick. And a very much a head-scratcher of a second-round pick uh, that, yeah, as you can imagine, we're going to get into. Yeah. And the rest of the draft, I think, was really, really solid. A nice trade for Marquise Goodwin. Um, didn't give up a whole heck of a lot, but, you know, you don't... Ex- like, it's more of a low-risk, high-reward type there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think... Uh, yeah, I think each day kind of was its own unique thing. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, we want to know what you guys think uh, now that you've had a few days to kind of digest. Uh, what you would give uh, Howie and the Eagles uh, grade-wise, you know, A, B, C, D, or F, um, you know, after after kind of, you know, digesting everything, like I said, and, and, and seeing what they got. Um, you know, I think, I think, again, like you said, the initial reaction maybe to the first two picks, not great. From fans, in fact, uh, many fans said some quite harsh things um, yeah. <laughs> towards Howie and and the Eagles, and you know. Yeah, their assessment of his job performance was not the best. No, no, but uh, now that they've had a few days, uh, what's up, Bell? Uh, a few days to you know digest things. Uh, things are certainly you know I feel like people are maybe more comfortable with everything, but we'll get into it. Uh, what's going on, Tinny? What's going on, Mike? Uh, Tenny says, B-plus draft, QB controversy by week nine. <laughs> you know how Philly is. Love that Goodwin trade. Got major speed for basically nothing. Safety was impeccable. Dawkins, uh, pure class endorsing him. Yeah, well said. Well, uh, we'll get into to that. But let's, uh, Eric, let's honestly, let's just go pick by pick. Sure. We'll start in the first round. Jalen Rager is the pick. Justin Jefferson still on the board. My two favorite linebackers still on the board. Some safeties, some corners, other positions of need, sure. Um, and a few other wideouts. They end up going with Jalen Rager out of TCU. Uh, I honestly wasn't that surprised. Uh, I kind of had a feeling that they were going to take him over Jefferson. And I like that. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I would agree with I, I like Rieger a lot. I liked him during the whole process. I think I mentioned him as one of the guys where I didn't know if it was gonna if he was gonna be on the Eagles board where he was, but I liked him. And you know, I I personally liked him much better than Justin Jefferson because you know, you look at Justin Jefferson and you say you know what did he do well in college? He played the slot really well. And typically, if you didn't play outside in college, you're probably not going to get asked to play outside much in the NFL, or at least not right away. And so I would say that you needed somebody who could play outside. Yeah. And Rager, he can do that. 
and it, it becomes a matter whether you like Rager or Higgins. I know we each said Higgins, but that didn't mean that I didn't like Rager. And I feel like they, I feel like they did a good job staying there at twenty one. Um, of course, the big talk about whether whether they could have moved up to go get Ceedee Lamb ahead of the Cowboys. We don't know what those conversations were, and so because we don't know, we kind of have to give Hallie the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because um, you know what the, the asking price was. Knowing that the Eagles wanted to go up there and get the receiver, yeah. we can bet some teams tried to hold out for a King's Ransom. Yeah. And some the Eagles had to say, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of uh, you know giving up the, the number two pick, plus maybe some more to move up to, like, say, Atlanta, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Denver, although they were probably pretty good there. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I think um, <clears throat> knowing what the pick was, though, that it would eventually be Jalen Hurts, you know, if somebody says to you now, hey, give up number yeah, two. Right. I'm playing CD Lamb all day. Yeah, I probably am, too. Um, but again, I, I don't, I think in three or four years, I don't think we're going to see much of a difference between Rager and Lamb, honestly. Um, I like, I think they'll have similar careers. I like, I like what I see out of Rager. I, I love his speed. It's, it's deceptive speed. Um, you know, a lot of people are focused on his low, uh, 40 time at the, at the combine. He, he obviously can run faster than that. Um, and I think he's got he, good. He play, you know that he plays faster. Yeah, and he's got good hands. I know a lot of people again are, are focusing on his drops, and as cat, you know, if you look at all the outside numbers that go into that, he had the second least efficient quarterback in all of college football in in the last year. Uh, his yeah, his cat he he his catchable ball rate was at like in the thirties. Um, he, apparently he got, and, and he, uh, he got open more than 75% of the time, which is like top five in all of college yeah, football. Yeah, yeah, heard of uh, yeah. so good, good numbers. When you really think about it, he had a few drops, but I think that again, you could attest that kind of to the crappy thrown balls that maybe any other wideout would have not even tried or just kind of let go. Whereas maybe he tried to make a catch on it and ended up getting with the drop. So, um, yeah, so I'm not too worried about that. I know a lot of people are trying to say Aguilar, 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 Aguilar. Uh, and I think that's just, no, that's just lazy that's and okay. uninformed. He's nothing like Aguilar. And I think you really, I think, I think Eagles fans are really going to like Rager. And I think they're really going to like him over Jefferson, more importantly. Um, I think in a few years you're going to be surprised how many people come out of the woodwork saying, no, no, we, we like to break it right from the Right beginning. from the start, right. Well, guess yeah. what? Uh, I'm saying that right now so that it's on evidence. You know, on, on, yeah, we have evidence. We'll check it out. Big fans of Rager. I, I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would give, I would give it a B plus. I think they possibly could have traded back a little bit, maybe if they still wanted Rager. Um, sure. But again, we'll never know truly how things would have shaken out otherwise. So I don't begrudge yeah, yeah. I don't begrudge him getting what he wants. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, all right. So that's uh, that's first round. Um, let me see. Uh, Mike uh, Mike says I think the draft was a B. I would have taken Justin Jefferson at one. Uh, Hurts I do not have a problem with. 
Yeah, I think I think we're going to see, uh, you know, in the long run that uh, Rager's better than Jefferson. Jefferson's going to yeah. pretty much be a, a very good slot receiver, but that's all he'll be. Um, I think he'll be good at that role. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't say he was going to be a, you know, right. schlub. Yeah, um, Mike also says, uh, I believe how he addressed the defensive ball, side of the ball. Hopefully the wideouts can be the real deal. Um yeah, no, I, again, I, I think, uh, and we'll get into specifics, we but have a lot of them. yeah, we, we do have a lot more wide receivers nowadays. So let's let's move on to the second round, and that's what everybody wants to talk about. Um, in the second round, out of absolutely nowhere, um, yeah. the Philadelphia Eagles took Jalen Hurts, which some had as kind of the, the third, maybe the fourth or fifth overall quarterback. Very talented out of uh, Oklahoma, um, you know, had had Heisman Trophy uh, considerations. Uh, dude is a talented and athletic quarterback. Um, I think, you know, when I first heard it, I think the thought process was, uh, well, I guess they theoretically need a backup, but maybe they'll use him in kind of a you know, I hate to say the say the name, but um, yeah. the Taysom yeah. Hill, yeah. Taysom Hill. Um, the more and more I, I kind of hear, the more and more I think, I, I just I think that's just not necessarily going to be true. I think they truly believe that Hertz is going they're going going to groom him uh, as a starter eventually, but he will be a backup quarterback. Uh, I don't think. He's going to be taking Carson's job anytime soon, uh, not for a long time. I don't think that's the intention, is to take over for Carson. I think it's a, an insurance plan. I think the fact of the matter is, ha, you know, Howie has seen what happens when you have a good backup quarterback, and he sees what happens when you do not have a good backup quarterback. So I think, you know, while Philly fans love to talk about the backup quarterback, I think Howie truly regarded that position a lot higher than most people do in the league. Um, whether it's right or wrong, uh, that's just the way it is. Do I agree that he should have taken Hertz in the second round? No. I think if you would have taken him in the third round, I think I'd be more okay with it. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm neither here nor there on it at this point. I've kind of, uh, I didn't freak out necessarily like everybody did when it happened, but I certainly was confused. I will say that um, that my reaction, I can't say it on air. Um, what I said. <laughs> what a wait! What a shocker! <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the, the talent of Jalen Hurts. You know, he's, oh, he's a talented player. Yeah, no, definitely he's not. Not already, and so I don't have a problem with the idea of having a project for a backup quarterback. But it made me scratch my head that a fifty-three overall, like. We talked about the depth of this draft and needing to get players out of this draft to help you immediately. And to me, no matter how you slice it, Jalen Hurts doesn't help you immediately. Not to our knowledge, you're right. And, and, I mean, even if you wanted to do the Taysom Hill role, like, which, I mean, I immediately tossed out there as a theory, and I know I wasn't the only one. Right. So, you know, I won't sit here and say that I take credit for that, for starting that story. But, I, I mean, it's something I thought of. And, Just in. Even if, <laughs> Eric Ward, connect the dots. 
But even if they, even if they wanted to use him in that role, I still think you're a year away from being able to see if he can do that. Oh, I agree. I, I think I think you can kind of even bring him in maybe on a third down and, and one um, occasionally. Kind of, uh, you know, maybe fake the, the sneak and do a little toss over the line. Uh, or, or just do a straight up, you know, roll out and grab the first down. I could see that for sure. Uh, hello, Jay. What's going on, buddy? Jay from Houston, Texas. Jay says hello, uh, all the way down in Texas. Uh, little known fact, Jay, originally from Odessa, Texas. There we go. Uh, Peggy, what's going on? Hi, guys. Sorry, I haven't been on late. Oh, don't worry about it, Peggy. Uh, it's a crazy world yeah, we're living crazy. in. Um, exactly. Uh, really don't know the days and times you're on. Well, uh, Peggy, that's a good segue for us to let you know. Uh, that every Monday at 7.30, uh, the Football Smack Talk show is on air. Uh, every Tuesday, uh, 8.30, you have the Philly Brocast with myself and Ryan. Uh, and uh, Eric will actually be guest hosting tomorrow. Um, the Wednesdays is Mike Sports with Eric and Jay exclusively on YouTube. And then uh, we have TLC podcast for anybody who's into wrestling um, on Thursdays at 9 o'clock. And a few new shows coming uh, down the pipe. So definitely, uh, the, you know, the flagship is this show, 730s Monday. Lock it in. Put it in your calendar. Have a notification every Monday at 730. It tells you to come on down. Thank you very much for that, Peggy. Uh, but yeah, so head scratcher with a second round pick. I got to tell you, though, I was honestly more annoyed with the simple fact that I got probably 500 messages through texting, through yeah. Instagram, through Twitter, through Facebook. Um, I got a few FaceTime calls. I got... And it all happened all at once. And I'm literally sitting, it was the second round, I was streaming it on my computer. Um, and uh, I was, uh, I, maybe I was watching a TV show or maybe I was playing video games or something, but um, I, I got blown up. Absolutely blown up. And to the point where I was like, okay, I gotta walk away. I gotta shut everything off. And unfortunately for the rest of the draft, I really kind of kept quiet. Um, I didn't really go too much on Facebook. I uh, tried to stay away as much as I could, uh, and that and Twitter, just because I knew that the reactions were going to be terrible. And, sure. you know, now that it's, you know, Monday and things are cooled off, I was looking at stuff from, from you know, Friday. Woo, there were some comments. People <laughs> went a little nuts. Yeah. And listen, I get it. It was... So unexpected, but I think as a society, we need to start maybe a little self-control with the immediate posts. Uh, Eric, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I know you are um, guilty of this quite a bit. Sure. You love to just right there and just get it out there. I'm not saying I've never done it either. 
Um, I do think that's part of the, I don't want to say appeal, make it sound like I'm patting myself on the back, but <laughs> part of what people have grown to expect from me is a gut reaction. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So I try to deliver, you know, and be as authentic as I can with that. Um, but honestly, Friday night, my gut reaction was to take a step back and see how the rest of it unfolds before passing judgment. Yeah. I think people were ready to, to burn Howie at the stake, and I think now that you've you've had, uh, you know, the rest of Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday, I think people yeah. are starting to fully come around. Maybe they're still a little confused, just given some of the explanation uh, by Howie and Doug and whatnot, but I think people are starting to get a little bit better about it, and that's all you can really ask. you got to hope that people can move on and, Say, hey, you know what? They did it for a reason. Let's see how it plays out for them. Plain and simple. Now, I mean, when people talk about, and you know, you even used the term tonight, and I'm glad you brought it up, the Taysom Hill role, yeah. I don't think you're going to see Jalen Hurts, our backup quarterback, lining up on special teams. I don't think any of that's No. Oh, definitely not. I, I think, no. I think you, you, like I said before, I think, you know, maybe uh, every once in a while a trick play, a gadget play. I think, sure. again, if it's sh- third and short, you know, maybe he's on the field there instead of Carson. Maybe he's on the field with Carson. Again, uh, you know, keeping the defense is guessing. I think he could easily be used like that, but I think very minimal. My memory is be back up quarterback. Right, exactly, yes. Um uh, Tim says, uh, Eric, I think you need to work on being more transparent. Tim Bond. Thank you, Tim. I, I will definitely work on that. Um, you know, sometimes I know it be a little reserved while sitting in stadiums, and sometimes it's hard to tell. I was going to say, I'm did, really feeling in those moments. I was so, going to say, uh, I, I assume Tim knows you well enough. Uh, yeah, he's next to me at the game. Oh, so. then yeah, yeah, okay. Well, then he knows. He knows. Freak out, Eric. He's familiar with Freak Out Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the character. Um, if any of you've been down at the game, you know when they show the little bit on the uh, on the Megatron there about the angry fan throwing stuff on the field, running around punching people, running on the field. Yeah, he likes to say that that's my bit. That, that that's me in that role. And every time he yells, "Eric, watch out for the bird! Watch out for the bird!" Smack right into it. Yeah. And I go down like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Yep. Well, that if that isn't Eric, I don't know what is. So, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so obviously, people have had a, a few days to kind of cool their jets about it. I may have seen it once or twice. Uh, yeah. What a freaking quarter. Um, but I, I think the uh, the opening night um, after the uh, twenty seventeen season, the twenty eighteen season. It was about midway through the second quarter. Something happened, and I stood up and started yelling. And and uh, a couple people were like, "All right, there's what we missed over the last like you know eight months." Yeah. Well, so getting back to to the Hertz pick, what do you say? What would you give a a, a grade, maybe just specifically for this pick? Just on that one, C. That's as generous as I can be with it. I would say C plus because again, I, I think Howie knows that, you know, the backup quarterback position is important to him. Um, and, it, you know, it doesn't matter what we think, honestly. But... Sure. I mean, I'm uh, not saying he should worry about what the fans think. No. 
Um, but he, he identified that that was a good value to him. He thought that, you know, Hertz could be a stud. Um, and who knows? Maybe we develop him and, you know, eventually maybe we can trade him and get some draft capital for him. Like, all right, yeah. He set himself up, though, to be mocked ridiculously with his I, comment about being a quarterback factory. Yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that's going to go above the, the NovaCare complex, a nice big sign. Yeah. Quarterback factory. Yeah, I, I think they've had some deficient uh, products made over the years in that factory. Mm, yeah, a little bit. So, all right. So moving on to day number three, uh, or I'm sorry, no, I apologize. Day two still. Uh, pick number three. Um, they go with the linebacker, uh, which you know on paper sounds sounds great for me. Uh, yeah. uh, but Davion Taylor, linebacker out of Colorado with pick number 103 in the third round. Um, I, I, you know, I, I like the kid. I think he's quick. I think he can tackle, unlike Nick Geary. But uh, I think this was a, a bit of a reach uh, pick. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, of people that I would have rather seen get drafted here. Um mm-hmm. But, um, you know, again, it was a need. They went and got him. I can't fault them for that. But I just think looking at maybe who was still around at that point, um, you know, you had another linebacker even, uh, Davis Gaither out of Appalachian State. Love that dude. Um, yeah. Let's make him Davis Gaither. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there were a couple of uh, guys that maybe you could have moved up for. Uh, Jacob Phillips, Malik Harrison, uh, only a few spots that you would have had to have moved up for him. Um, I, again, I just think value-wise, maybe not the greatest value, and maybe you could have dropped dropped back a little bit. Maybe you could have gotten a corner from from uh, Notre Dame Pride. Uh, he was kind of there, um, you know. Again, um, I honestly put this pick very similar to the Jalen Hurts grade. Uh, I think it was a C for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd go C as well. Um, it just, you know, doesn't wow Thank you. you like, I mean, it was, like, it addresses the position of need. You said you liked the kid, and I liked him too. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, the value just wasn't there. And so exactly. that, you got a grade on that value, and that's where I get the C. Right, I think I think that's I I think if this kid would have been drafted in the fourth round, um, sure, yeah, that's a, I, that's I think a I think I would have been okay with it. But uh, you know, again, value. Second round, you didn't get second round value. Third round, you didn't get third round value. Um, so you know, and especially with the first round pick, who you know people maybe were not that familiar with, or maybe you know thought they were a second rounder. You know, you're looking so far, the first three picks, you're not getting all that much value according, you know, to maybe the experts or what people think. So people were probably pretty right. upset uh, right away. Drafts, there were a lot that did not have Rieger going in the first round. Right. And in fact, I don't think any of ours had Rieger going in the first round. Uh, maybe. I don't, know, I don't know where they are now. <laughs> Usually right around here. But, you know, this is one of the unfortunate things that happens to me with the draft is as soon as the draft is over, 
It's like I completely forget about all of my mock drafts. Yeah. It's like all of it just goes right out of my head. Pretty much. That is uh, an accurate statement for sure. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so the first uh, three picks, not great. But then, Howie had a good night's sleep. And honestly, I think... He's more of a daytime draft. You're supposed to night apparently, because uh, in my opinion, I think he, he killed it. Yeah, I think he killed it. Uh, Peggy says I'd give it a B plus. Could have been better. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so day three, Saturday, the Eagles uh, go with a bunch of bunch of nice players. Um, starting off with Kavan Wallace. This dude is. Some people had him as a second round grade. And, and we had we had we got him in pick 127 in the fourth round. He is a safety. He is from Clemson. Stop me where you've heard that before. Um, so you know, you, if I told you that we got uh, Lawson in the second round and Hurts in the fourth round, would you be okay with that? Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I probably would. I would be more okay with it. I would probably so say. It kind of reminds me of a few years ago, and now I'm hoping the result isn't the same, but uh, when Marcus Smith and Jordan Matthews were the first two picks, and I remember saying to somebody, I'm like, look, if we just switch that order and say uh, Jordan Matthews is the first-round pick and Marcus Smith is the second-round pick, you feel like it's an okay draft, right? Right. And that was pretty much the response I got. Right. Let's hope it's not the same result there with these two players. Right. I, I think I think, you know, I think if it was Wallace in the third and Hertz in the fourth and then insert whoever person you would have loved to have had in the second. It only cost you that second round pick to move up to Or yeah, or even if you say, you know what? Move up to get C D, throw that in there. You don't have it anymore, but you still got Wallace, you still got Hertz. I'm okay with that, but um you know, it is what it is. But I think they got great, great value. Daw- Dawkins himself has come out and endorsed uh, Wallace. Um, you know, he's he's embraced uh, Philly already. He probably is, you know, probably isn't even here. Uh, but still, uh, this dude, uh, you know, he's won a few championships, uh, right. national championships. Um, he's just a good dude. He's a good player. And I think... It makes me feel a lot better about the safety position with the fact that you have Rodney McLeod, a little banged up, a little old. You have Will Parks, on, you know, new, new, new player. You have Jalen Mills, who's now a hybrid safety corner, who we've all seen get double moved to death. So I think this is a nice kind of, hey, um, you know, a little insurance policy should one of those three options falter. And it gives you the depth that you, you need and crave. So I like the pick a lot. In fact, it may be one of my most favorite picks of the de- of the night. Or of the, the whole entire draft. That was a really good pick. Yeah. No doubt. And then, you know, moving on down to the wide receivers that they took uh, in the later rounds. I mean, I guess you want to go in order, so I'll let you go next. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate uh, letting me uh, do my thing. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, actually, uh, uh, thank you very much, Mike. Um, 
So the tin loved the pick. Uh, Mike actually just sent me a little thing here um, saying that um, there is a possibility that uh, da uh, Davion Taylor could move from linebacker to safety given his uh, size. Um, you know, again, now if that's the case, then your safety position is stacked. Uh, your linebackers, mm, not so much, which is why I truly think uh, Bradham's coming back any second now. I really don't. I mean, I don't see how you go into this into the year with freaking Geary, Alex Singleton, and Duke Riley as your starters. Just gonna collect and cross all of, you know. We'll, we'll get to him in a matter of time. The guy I want to talk. About, okay. But. All right. So next up in the fourth round, we have pick 145, Jack Driscoll. Uh, he's a tackle guard out of Auburn. Will probably play guard here for the Eagles. Um, again, we needed some O line depth. We definitely got it. Driscoll, uh, I believe his dad played in the NFL for the Bills. Um, yeah. You know, a, a, a good dude. He played for Auburn, so you know he played against the you know the SEC talent. So um, I think it's a good value in the fourth round as well. Yeah, I, I love that pick, and it's funny, man. I sat down on Saturday to watch the draft. I could not have been happier with, especially with the first two picks that come off the board for the Eagles. I mean, I was just ecstatic with Driscoll. Yeah, no, and, and the Eagles actually had the pick right after, but traded it to Dallas. Um, Howie actually did a lot of wheeling and dealing and got himself total 10 total uh, picks, um, which, again, uh, you kind of basically didn't have to give up much to really get, you know, some of these trades going. So getting a pick in next year, the fourth or fifth, fifth round? Fifth round from, from Dallas. So, and then add the fact of the matter is, is right around this time is also when the Eagles acquired Marquise Goodwin. Uh, wide receiver from San Fran, who's had a little bit of uh, injury history, and uh, but the dude is fast, uh, can catch the ball, and, and again, we'll see kind of how that plays out. But um, So at the time, I thought it was, hey, great trade. You basically moved back 15, 20 spots, I think it was, um, to kind of do this. So I'm like, that's fine with me. Like, cool. Um, then, uh, our fifth round started and at pick 168, we draft a wide receiver, uh, John Hightower from Boise state, uh, playing on the Smurf turf. Um, I like this kid. He's a little skinny, needs to bulk up, but yeah, we'll to get him down to some, some of the great key state yeah. down here. but again, runs a good route, has good hands. Uh, and if anybody saw the viral video, of him being drafted, um, they you know had the cameras on him and, and whatnot, like you know they normally do. Um, Hightower whispers to his grandmother, and and then he asks out loud, "Hey, grandma, where are we going?" Grandma goes, "We're going to," and he, she says the words, "We're going to F in Philly," and then they all start going crazy. Uh, if you haven't seen it. Absolutely look it up. Uh, John Hightower, Grandma, I'm sure it'll, it'll pop up. Uh, it was hilarious. It made Sports Center, obviously. It's a slow Sports Center day uh, with no sports. They're all 
Saturdays these days. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it, it was literally like, we're going to F in Philly. And I was like, oh, well, she'll fit in. <laughs> yeah, right. She'll fit in great. Yeah, one of us. He just didn't know it yet. All right. So, uh, so obviously, uh, Burns got another wide receiver. So that's two so far, plus the acquired goods, uh, uh, Goodwin. And so there's three. And you're like, okay, all right, not terrible. Moving on, okay. six, six round starts. Uh, 196 comes up. And uh, no, we did not get the seven foot six. Sean Radley, the <laughs> former center of the Philadelphia Eagles, or, or uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, this right. is Sean Bradley, linebacker from Temple. Kid grew up in, what, South Jersey? He's an Eagles fan. Uh, this is kind of like the 2020 version of Corey Clement. Um, you know, really... Yeah, it's a nice story for him. Yeah. yeah. Eagle, he gets drafted by the Eagles. Yeah, and and he's a halfway decent linebacker. I think yeah, you know he'll have, a, he'll have a chance to. Compete. He'll have a chance to compete considering there's no one in the linebacker position currently. So uh, he'll have more of a you know chance to compete than, than any other position. So um, so and plus is you know it's a good story. You always want to have like a hometown kid to root for in, in training camp sure. and whatnot. It's always fun. Uh, all right, moving on to pick number two hundred. The Eagles take another wide receiver. Woo! Uh, this time, yeah, they, they Quez Watkins. Right. Quez Watkins, wide receiver from Southern Miss, uh, is the selection. I like him. I think it was a good value pick from what I understand. Sure. A lot of people were saying, you know, any other draft, he's probably a third-round pick. Um, you know, but obviously he kind of falls to, to the sixth round. Uh, six two, he's 6'2". One of the taller wide receivers we acquired over the weekend. Uh, a little skinny at 190. Maybe needs to bulk up a tad. Uh, maybe we can get with John yeah. Hightower. And, and, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 take him. Maybe we'll take him on. A, we'll have a nug off. Maybe we can do the. Yeah, maybe we yeah, do the yeah. the fast food uh, tour. Um, you know, we grab a right. little bit from here and there, and uh, yeah, we can we can get some weight on these boys. Oh, yeah. Sure. Come hang out with us. We'll yeah. put weight on you. We'll put weight on you, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, um, again, another another wide receiver that's going to compete. But now that you look at it and you're like, we have, like, 30 million wide receivers on our on our roster at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure right now we have 42 wide receivers, right? <laughs> Maybe slightly less. Um, that's not, I don't necessarily think that's that much of, a, uh, of an exaggeration, honestly. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's a lot. Uh, in fact, let me see if I can. Uh, I think it's it's twelve or thirteen. No, I think it's even higher than that, dude. Uh, uh, because, yeah, because we signed a couple. Yeah, undrafted the free agents. So right now, officially, according to the 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 you know the roster. You have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Dante Burnett. You have River Kraft. I don't remember him. I don't either. Uh, Robert Davis. Sheldon Gibson. Uh, Marcus Green. Six. Deshaun Jackson. Seven. Alshon Jeffrey. Eight. Mark and Michelle. Nine. Greg Ward. Ten. Uh, you have uh, Quez Watkins. Eleven. You have Hightower. Twelve. 
You have Rager. Thirteen. Uh, let's see. You have Manessa Bailey, undrafted 13. free agent. Um, uh, Khalil Tate. So I can't. I count. Fi oh, oh, Goodwin. Sixteen. Sixteen wide receivers on the roster right now, folks. That's insane. That. Yeah. I I know some of them might be practice squad guys, but again, if what's going on, Mike? But again, if if Alshon. You're cutting at least like half of well, them. You're gonna end up cutting ten of them. Well, think about it. Let's just call Alshon on the pop, right? Sure. You have Deshaun, you have Rager, you have Greg Ward, you have yeah. J.J. Arthur Whiteside, hopefully. Right? Right, yeah, those four. So then uh, you have uh, Hightower. Ten guys competing for one spot. And then, yeah, basically. And then maybe Quez Watkins or somebody else. Or Goodwin. Like you said, like Buzz Watkins or Goodwin are in the last spot. Right. But that makes me a little scared for, for JJ. Uh, will he get lost in the shuffle with the numbers game? Will his improvement year over year not be enough for him to save his job? And we ultimately, you know, waste a second round pick from last year. That would suck. I would not be yeah. a fan of that. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would not be a fan of that either. Oh, um, you know, we'll we'll wait and see. Obviously, it's a long, 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 long way away. But who we're gonna have uh, some decisions to be made on the wide receiver front. Now, don't get me wrong, we got insanely fast. What was the two things we said we wanted heading into this off season, and that we knew that came from Howie? Youth and speed. And boy, did we get it. Yeah. We got it. Asking the numbers. Yeah. So, they, they, you, know, you have it there with the wide receivers. So, um, they, they got they got plenty. Um, now, finishing off uh, the picks here, uh, 10 picks later, 210 in the sixth round, Prince Tiga Wanaogu. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. I apologize. Um, he is a tackle from Auburn, line mates with your fourth round pick, Jack, Jack Driscoll. So, um, always good to hear that kind of stuff. Dude has a pretty interesting um, backstory. Kind of came from Nigeria, moved to uh, Alabama to become a basketball player. Uh, somehow. Is there any truth to the uh, rumor that he was that prince that, that has been trying to give away his money? Uh, yeah, he very, very well could be. And if that's the case, yeah, we'll yeah. just do this in person. Well, yeah, I don't want to do it over the, over emails. Um, but yeah, so you know, again, hopefully uh, he can contribute more as a kind of a swing tackle. Um, you know, depending on uh, what they need, so that way he can kind of focus on on either tackle spot, uh, adding more depth. So, and you know, again, it's the sixth round, so if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> All right, but again, value-wise, I think they did okay. Uh, and then finally, uh, 233, our Mr. Irrelevant, Casey Tuhill. Uh, he's a linebacker slash DN from Stanford. Um, 
Not much to say about the guy. Um, you know, you're in the seventh round. Uh, you're 6'4", 247. Probably could be a split. Kind of like a, an Avery. Um, you know, kind of how he goes back and forth between linebacker and D-end. Um, and again, you know, camp body. And if he makes the team, all the more, all the more better. I think that's the best way to put it. He, he's a camp body who's going to be given an opportunity to try to make this team. And if he's hungry enough and goes out and really takes it, then he'll be he'll be a member of the football team. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So. Especially, like you said, there's a lot of openings at that linebacker position right now. Yeah. And they're looking for some guys to step up and take that role. Yeah. And he's given them an opportunity. No, so. absolutely. Again, the linebacker position is wide open. Would not be surprised if they brought back Bradham just to, if anything, to give some veteran uh, presence there because right. there's no vets in that linebacker group. What's going on, Aaron? Uh, Aaron says, solid D. Uh, how can anyone get excited over sixth and seventh rounders? <laughs> We're trying, man. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell, to tell you. Uh, <laughs> well, if you like that, I am going to try to get you excited over an undrafted free agent that I was – gushing over for like as a late round pick and we got him as an undrafted free agent and i know you heard me mention him on our draft free show as somebody to watch out for late and you know we were able to sign him to even have to draft him dante olson linebacker out of montana very excited to see him have an opportunity yes um so apparently olson montana middle of nowhere but he apparently was coached by Eagles safety uh, safety's coach Tim Hawk's brother, Bobby. So there is an Eagles connection there. Um, dude had nearly 400 freaking tackles, 26 for loss, uh, all team FCS All American in 2019. Um, you know, won uh, the Buck Buchanan Award as one of the best players in FCS. Um, so, yeah, the guy definitely had a storied career, but it was at Montana. So I think the adjustment is certainly going to be uh, be harsh. But, uh, again, I, I, I like him. I also like the fact that we got Khalil Tate, who is a quarterback by nature, uh, but is signed as a wide receiver. Um, he could kind of do be the next Greg Ward, maybe. Maybe he could be the next Taysom Hill. Um I think more so than than hurt. Uh, and then another guy I'm uh, pretty high on is Adrian Killings, uh, running back from Central Florida. He's a little dude, 5'7", 162. Uh, but dude can gain some yards and catch the ball. Uh, has a knack for the end zone. I think it was, a, again, a good undrafted free agent to, to add to the running back room. And, uh, you know, kind of see how it plays out. I still would personally love to sign another running back to go with Sanders so that uh, Boston Scott is theoretically your number three and fits into your Sproles role. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's where you want him to be. I don't want him to have to be the number two back. No, and I don't ever want to see Elijah Holyfield sniffing anything. I mean, maybe he wants to get into boxing. I mean, I, I heard his dad was pretty good. Uh, Aaron says, 
Uh, they could have had two Pro Bowl quality players in the first two rounds. Instead, we reach a wide receiver and draft a Project QB in the second after giving our franchise QB over $100 million. Can't make this up. Aaron is Aaron is super not still super not happy. He's one of those guys who reacted instantly. I was so so pissed. It was like uh, how he's got to die. <laughs> and then, no, 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 I mean that's fine. But at least a lot of people have kind of cooled down. I don't think Aaron's cooled down one bit. Uh, how we will bring? Oh, the passion is absolutely there. Uh, Aaron jokingly says, uh, maybe he's not that joking, uh, Howie will bring back Shady. Just watch. LOL. <laughs> I hope not, too. I'm, I'm pushing for Freeman. He's the best running back out there. I think it could be a nice compliment to, to Sanders. They could have a formal nice one, two, three punch with Scott. I'm happy there. Put me to bed. I'm, I'm done. I'm good with the, the running backs at that point. Um, I still think they need to add a linebacker. I could certainly see Bradham come back. They also need to add some other line. I could see JP coming back. Um, you know, there's still a lot of good free agents out there. So, um, the yeah, end. Devontae Freeman, uh, Nigel Bradham, and Jason Peters. If those were to be, were to be three guys that are signed, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, those are the only former Eagles that I want back on this team, not Shady. Um, no, but then, uh, you know, you, you still need defense, another defensive end. Um, Everson Griffin was there. Clowney's still there. Um, so, uh, Aaron says Murray and Queen will be pro bowlers. I agree on that one. I would have traded back a few spots, grabbed Queen, been able to get another second or third. Package that up, move up in the second to grab yourself uh, one of the falling wide receivers, and then boom, you take it from there. But anyway, uh, yeah. we'll see in a few years whether or not uh, Howie was right or we were. So uh, I think as the more time passes by, I think I get a little bit better at it because, again, they're Eagles now. So there's no sure. sense in, in you know smashing on these guys when – they're part of your team now, whether you like it or not, whether you wanted somebody else or not. They're birds, and we're going to love them. Yeah. So that's all you can do is is, is just kind of say, well, there's nothing I can do to change it, uh, uh, or I'm just going to drive myself crazy because, Aaron, believe me, buddy, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I'm, I am silently going to uh, regret not getting Patrick Queen. Uh, for for years, and in fact, I will reference this, just like I did with with Patrick Willis, with a few other other guys over the years that I always seem to. There's always like one or two that I'm real high on, that end up killing it, and they're great pros. And I go back and I say, hey, well, remember that time where I said the Eagles should move up and grab this guy, or remember when the Eagles should have drafted this guy, or I was like, I said that. Check the tapes. I, I know, I know. You you will uh, always harken back the tapes and say, you know, hey, I remember I was pounding the table for this guy. The tapes know, never like, lie. Like when I was, uh, you know, I wasn't a big Chip Kelly guy when we hired Chip. That's true. And I, I remember saying I wanted to be wrong about that. Yeah. And, true. You know, it's like now, you know, I'm sure that. Um, 
that Aaron is there. He wants to be wrong about these guys. He yeah. Oh, I would love nothing more than for Murray and the Queen and CD Lamb uh, all to have shitty careers. I don't wish well, Ill, I don't wish ill will on them. Well, yeah, I, I don't wish ill will on these guys. I just maybe they just have average pedestrian careers where Jalen Rager ends up being, you know, a top ten wideout. That would be fantastic. Uh, sure. Aaron says, uh, just remember, in large part, the pick of Hertz has a lot to do with twenty twelve. Uh, I can probably see that. Um, that was uh, the Foles year, where they missed out on Russell Wilson. I, yeah. I can, I can I see mean, that playing a factor. I can see the fact that, you know, they've done good things with good backups, and they've done bad things with bad backups. I think that has to factor into it as well. So I don't begrudge Howie for feeling that way or thinking that way. But he's, he's, that's the way he's going to do it. But... You know, now now Eagles fans can shut up about the backup quarterback position, at least. Uh, if that's the only silver lining, at least we get to hear them, you know, maybe in a few years be like, oh, I'm glad we have a good backup. Yeah, but do you, do you honestly believe they're going to shut up about it? No, no, of course not. They're not. They never know. Because now it's going to be, well, Jalen Hurts should be starting over Carson Wentz. I mean, that's, a, that's eventually going to happen. You're right. Unfortunately, you're right. Uh, I want to be wrong and agree. I can't sugarcoat how shitty how he really is a player personnel. <laughs> oh, dude, I love Aaron. Thank you, buddy. Uh, yeah, all right, well. Like, you, you have your opinion. I don't think how he's as bad as you think he is, but I mean, again, I welcome your opinion. I, oh, yeah. I certainly think right. it's informed with a lot of things you can harken back on and say, you know, these are examples of uh, areas where he's faltered. Yeah. Just uh, like I can bring up some areas where he's succeeded. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Aaron does give Howie credit for uh, when he was able to fleece the Vikings when he dealt uh, Sam Bradford. Sure. And that's all part of it. It's all part of the GM role is being able to fleece and be able to sign <laughs> make good trades, you know, in season, in which he's done that. You huh. know, and, and every time you talk about, like, certain players not working, uh do we have any technical difficulties, or is that just on my end? No, I, I'm, I hear you fine. You're, you're doing good. Okay, I'm maybe it's just on my end with did the I, video on Facebook. Did I just um, freeze? I don't know. No, everything looks fine, but uh, real quick, okay. Aaron did say, uh, Aaron said the quote of the night, 50% of our fan base is really stupid. You know, it's hard to argue that. I, I've sat in those stands with plenty of guys who, like... I, I, think, I, th I don't necessarily think it's stupidity. I think it's more passion that kind of maybe overtakes the brain. Yeah, I think they react very much in the moment, and sometimes, like, they'll say things, and look, I've been guilty of it, saying things that, you know, later, like, later on... But I'm Kind of wrong to say. Yeah. Uh, Mike uh, Miller, thanks for checking in, bud. Uh, appreciate it. How you do, how you doing, bud? Uh, first game headline. Wentz hurts. That's kind of funny. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you got to laugh. All right, folks. Well, we just ran through the draft for you. Uh, it is time for us to go. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think I have uh, uh, a blizzard waiting for me. So it's a good night in the Reese household. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm pretty excited. Not gonna lie. Uh, but yeah, so whether you love it, whether you hate it, uh, the draft is over. We have new uh, players. Gotta embrace them and just hope that uh, you know they can shine for us. So uh, unfortunately, we really don't have much to left to look forward to. Um, maybe by that time, the the world will start uh, kind of coming back around. Quarantines yeah, will be over, and yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll be able to see each other live. So. Um, appreciate everybody, uh, hanging in tonight, all the, uh, comments, gotta love it, um, really, uh, really do appreciate it, you guys are what make us go, um, so all the love on, on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, um, we absolutely do appreciate it, thank you so much, uh, we certainly continue to ask for your support, as always, uh, if you could, you know, like, comment, follow, uh, not only all of the pages for all of the shows, uh, but also join up our new Facebook group, uh, Philly, uh, or um, I'm sorry, the Phillyverse Podcast Network, 444 Sports. Um, check that out. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Obviously, all of our shows go in there as well. Uh, so it's a real nice, convenient way for, for people to interact with, with all of us and, and, and each other, fellow fans. So uh, thank you, Aaron, uh, um, Peggy. Uh, yeah, Peggy, thank you very much. I hope everybody's being safe uh, and healthy. Uh, Tim, thanks for popping in. And uh, um, you give uh, you have my permission to smack Eric in the back of the head uh, first time you see him in stands. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, Jay, all the way from Houston. Uh, Mike, uh, Gary. Well, thanks, Gary. Just kind of basically rubbed it in because uh, uh, he's a Cowboys fan. Uh, and Tin, appreciate it, brother. Uh, thanks for checking in always. And then everybody else who, uh, who checked in on the watch party, like Mike and uh, a few others. So thank you guys so much. We do appreciate it. Uh, I unfortunately will not be on tomorrow as I'm currently kind of in the middle of a move, which has been slightly delayed. So that's fun. Um, <laughs> well, but fear not, everybody. I will be here to bring you the broadcast tomorrow. Yeah, Eric will be on the broadcast. Uh, so it'll be Eric and Ryan tomorrow uh, at 8.30. Um, and then, of course, Wednesday exclusively on YouTube at 8 o'clock, Mike Sports. And then at 9 o'clock on Thursday is the TLC podcast with Eric and Joe. Uh, and then hopefully I'll be back uh, Monday with Smack Talk. Because if I'm moving, I might need to set up the old internets and... All that fun stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and who knows? Maybe I might not move and I'll unpack my computer again. So, fun times. Anyway. Uh, hopefully, you get what you want out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not on the shelf for a few weeks, but I could use vacation. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, thank you guys, everybody. Uh, make sure you follow, like, subscribe, follow, like, comment, uh, and share. Share, share, share. That's the biggest thing. If you share this on your page, your friends and family will see it. They can share it, you know, to their fans and friends and all that. And it just kind of goes like that. So the more people we can get in front of, the better. Uh, and the more people we can bring on to the family and, and, and interact with and, and have fun. So uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. Eric, anything to add before I go upstairs and eat my blizzard? No. All right. Keeping the streak alive, 195. Uh, gotta love it. Uh, do you have any uh, timelines, or did you forget to look it up? Oh, no, I looked it up. 
Only 136 days to go, guys. All right. There we go. Time. All right. Good stuff. So, all right, folks. We will see you guys next week. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. You'll definitely see Eric and Ryan tomorrow at the Philly Broadcast. Yeah. So, uh, we'll check that out. So, for the Football Smack Talk show, I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. Have a good night. Go Birds! Go Birds. Trust in Howie. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.